Hello everyone and welcome to Gorgab. I am your host, Uncle Ponyboy, and I am here with Matthew. That's it, I've come up with nothing yet. Yeah, no, it's just Matthew. You're just going to be Matt. Matt and or Matthew. Okay. All the time. That works for me. I actually thought about a nickname at work the other day and I came up with nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Well, you're not spending enough time at work, obviously, thinking about you your Gorgab nickname. Who cares about work anyway? I actually don't. You don't like you don't like work. Mm-mm. You don't like your job in particular, or just work in general. Either. Well, but my job in particular right now. You about to get personal on here? This is about to become nope. like a. This is like supposed to be like a about to be a Doctor Phil style episode. Uh, I'm just consoling no. you for your job hatred. Maybe. <laughs> so this week we're talking <clears throat> about the Fly Two. Uh, <laughs> So, The Fly, by the great David Cronenberg, a, a master, mm-hmm. the brood, dead ringers, just... I don't actually know that I've ever seen any of his other stuff, to be honest. I'm sorry. You're kicked. I'm sorry. You're kicked straight off of the podcast right now. Goodbye. <laughs> Never come back. Well, he, he's been around since the... Like late 60s, early 70s, man, and he's been making. He started doing like body horror stuff. That's kind of what he was known for. And that went all the way up into his later career. But he. The Fly is a master. Body horror is probably my favorite subgenre of horror. Mm-hmm. Anytime some movie comes out that's like, dude, this is the next great body horror movie, I'm fucking all over it because I love it. True. You know, I watched Bite. You get totally into it. Yeah, dude, I love it. I, I watched Bite last year, and I thought it sucked. I don't know. I, I saw a lot of reviews about it, but it was like a body horror-type movie about this woman that's slowly turning into like a giant insect. But I never just, even heard was, of that. It was just so cheesy. Special effects were cool, but that was all really that it had going for it. But anyway, I love body horror, and The Fly is one of, if not the best body horror movie. Have you seen the original? Oh, yeah. I've never seen the, the 58 version. It's been a long time, but I have seen it, yeah. Help me. Help me. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Never seen me it. me doing that with my actual mouth, by the way. It was. Perfect it, impression of something. <laughs> I haven't so, seen it. That's how the movie ends. He's a tiny little... Oh, he turns fly. into he a turns little into a fly, fly with a human okay. head. And he's laying what? there and he's stuck in a spider web. And he's yelling, help me, to some person on a park bench or something next to him. It's pretty depressing. Holy hell, I've never... I never (laughs) knew that's what happened. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, the ending to The Fly was pretty tragic. You know, I mean, it was a... He was a good person with a... You know, was trying to make the world a better place and... Ended up... That ended up fucking him, basically, you know. Mm. But it it was a tragedy. It was the fall of Seth Brundle. You know, the but like fly. Oh my gosh, dude! The, the fly has some of the coolest effects. Of Brundlefly anything. will always hold a special place in my heart. Oh, dude! The first time you see Brundlefly, it changes your life. It's just horrible and great at the same time. I love me some Brundlefly. Ian Malcolm plays the best Seth Brundle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they brought in Ian, Ian Malcolm, Malcolm to play Seth Brundle in that movie. <laughs> But, dude, it's it's one of my favorites. It's amazing. This movie, not so much, right? I mean, 
if we're being completely honest about this thing, it's just a little better than the original. Oh my god. <laughs> See, and that's how I know you're full of shit, because there's no way anyone would ever say that. Agreed. I mean, it, it, so this was directed by Chris Wallace, I think it's how you pronounce his name. Wallace. It's w A L A S. I would say Wal Wallace. I guess. I never I didn't really think about it. Well, see, he's a he was a special effects guy, man. He did special effects for arachnophobia. Hot I shots. I loved arachnophobia. Hot shots. Always. Hot shots. Naked great. Lunch. That's another that's another Cronenberg movie. Uh, he was actually the creator of the Gremlin creatures. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and it was written by Mick Garris, who's a big name in horror. He wrote or directed Critters 2. I can't remember which ones he directed and which ones he wrote, honestly. But he's been around for a long time. He was on the Masters of Horror series on, on Showtime. Uh, and it's just, it just doesn't even hold a candle to the Goldblum movie. Like, there's not Who? even, like, Goldblum? Malcolm? <laughs> I honestly I know you meant Ian Malcolm. I honestly, after I said Ian Malcolm a minute ago, I forgot what his real name was, and I've been trying to remember it. And the I whole time? Yes. You could remember what Jeff Goldblum's Jeff Goldblum. name was? No, it's not, not like super normal. Dude, he's like the... No, I know. He's great. I he's love like, him. He's like the songbird of our generation for acting. Totally. Is there a name for that? Song of our generation I think you said it for acting for, as as, for acting as long as you throw acting on the end and it, and it, it was kind of quite clarifies. elegant I mean he not for a singer I wouldn't say he he's probably like, could seems like all actors can sing as well he's probably amazing Goldblum's just gonna bust right in and just crank out a sick number maybe we can get him on the show well I doubt that's gonna happen uh, Twitter. I just hit up Jeff Goldblum on Twitter. Dude, I've had famous people talk to me on Twitter back in the day when I had a Twitter. Oh, dude. It's cool. Makes well, you feel uh, good. We might be doing... I don't know if I should say this or not, honestly. <laughs> don't. Let's just continue. Don't okay. spoiler anything. Don't Let's spoiler. continue into the Spoil- possible cool things coming one day on Gorgab. Is that... Is that... I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you completely lost me. So anyway, The Fly 2 is the movie that we're doing this week. And it stars Eric Stoltz. Martin and, Brundle. Uh, yeah, yeah. As Martin Brundle. Uh, Daphne Zuniga Princess as Vespa. Pr- Princess Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so I, I mentioned Hot Shots a minute ago. Spaceballs and Hot <laughs> Shots are like two of the greatest comedies of all time, right? True. I mean... Uh, yes. How can you not yes. watch Hot Shots and literally laugh your ass off the, the whole time. time? The whole <laughs> every scene, every word that comes out of somebody's mouth, and I feel like Spaceballs is the same way. Oh, dude, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, if you I mean if you grew up on Star Wars and stuff like that, how can you not think Spaceballs is fucking hilarious? You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't happen. <laughs> so there's a bunch of other people in this movie. Uh, you don't care who I don't, they are. I, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> so let's just let's just get going on on the movie itself, man. They start out. We start at Bartok Industries, right? So Bartok Industries is owned by a dude named Bartok. <laughs> does it ever say his first name? I don't think it ever does, man. I don't I know. Don't I didn't. I honestly was trying so hard to just pay attention to take notes for this movie that it was 
I had a hard time too. He seems like a at the beginning he seems like a legitimately sweet dude. Yeah, at first you're like, oh, I'm raising this baby in this big bubble, which we haven't even had the baby yet. We didn't bring it up. Oh yeah, that's right. So, quick recap <laughs> at the, <laughs> of the movie. At, so at the beginning of the movie, there's this scene and it's this woman giving a birth. Giving a birth. Giving one birth. Giving one birth in a hospital, and she's. <laughs> it made me think that? of the. It, it made me think of the dream from the first Fly movie. Yeah, when she has the maggot baby. When she has the maggot baby, I was right. like, "Oh man, it's gonna be a maggot baby." Except it's not Gina Davis because Gina Davis wouldn't come back because there wasn't enough character development. She was right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, An actress I, of her caliber. Well, like, what, she made that call correctly. I, have like, you seen the Exorcist TV series? No. You should check it out. I'm so behind on shows. I told you that already. I know. You just told me that like 30 minutes ago. But anyway, Gina Off Davis. Air. Gina Davis is great. Eric Stoltz, not interesting. Nope. I'm sorry. I did not give a shit about his character at all, which he's Martin Brundle. He's the... He is. He's the baby that's being born as, at, Brundle this, Flight at this Jr. moment. Yes, he's Brundle Flight 2. Born in a cocoon this time. Yeah. Not a maggot. Cocoon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, similar to the dream from the first one. He's like a butterfly. Ugh. I'm glad butterflies oh. don't. <laughs> I'm glad butterflies don't look like that. So anyway, Gina Davis is having a baby, but it's not, but Gina, not Davis. Gina Davis. Yeah. Fake Gina Davis is having a baby, and uh, this actually Borens is in this scene. Remember, he's like trying to stay there, and they're making him leave because Bartok's like, "I'm stealing this fly baby," right? No. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No, it probably happens. just because I didn't realize who it was at yeah, the first there. two minutes of the movie. So it probably took me a little while. That Borens is the guy from the original movie. Uh, bearded, red bearded man is a. Uh, he's a uh, what's her name? Gina Davis's Mister. Yeah, yeah. He's like, and he's her boss too. Okay. Yeah, and, and they become uh, lovers. They become lovers. And basically, Brundlefly melts his foot and his hand off yep. with, with vomit. His, fly with his vomit. vomit. His fly vomit. And uh, so he's there during this birth. He gets escorted away. So anyway, she gives birth to this weird fly monster baby. Uh, also, it's, it's still, still not Gina, Gina Davis, Davis, by the way. <laughs> uh, oh, so, my gosh. She dies. They're like poking the creature with knives and stuff. And Bartok, this is where Bartok shows up. He comes up and he's like, listen. He doesn't say anything. They come up and they, he didn't say listen either. He, they come <laughs> up, they open up this like cocoon maggot thing that's been born by Gina, not Gina Davis. Not Gina Davis. And they cut it open and there's a normal human baby inside of it. Mm-hmm. So. Bartok's, Martin Brundle. Take yeah, this is Martin Brundle. So this is the 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 son of Seth Brundle and Gina Davis's character from The Fly. <laughs> so there's some '80s as fuck credits. Uh, these weird like fly wings. I read that because there's like the fly wings with like the like the green light. Mm-hmm. It's like a flashy green light. I read that those that was actually the effects that they put on the credits for the first fly like the the Jeff Goldblum fly really and they didn't use them for whatever reason and then they used them for this movie that's pretty, I read that that's pretty interesting okay I didn't know that yeah well it looks stupid yeah right. either that's way why they didn't use them yeah they, just, <laughs> they were just like yeah this is really stupid man 
Let's not do you this. You tried. It was a good okay. try. Great effort on those shitty 80s as fuck <laughs> credits. Those guys, when they saw that in the 80s, they were like, that's 80s as fuck. That's way too 80s. Get that out of for here. For 88. So, Bartok, we cut to baby Martin now. He's grown up a little bit, right? He's like 11 months old, and he looks mm-hmm. like he's 14 or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> Supposed to be five, but the kid that plays him is not five, so it's a little misleading. Yeah, but he he's aging super fast though, too. Right. So he's like he's accelerated looks, growth. Yeah, he's got accelerated growth, basically. And there's a there's a couple of shots here. The beginning of the movie is basically like we see him at eleven months old, looks like a five year old. We see him at nine months old or nine years old. Mm-mm. Am I, am I confusing no, something? No. Yes, because when he's five, he's, he tells Princess Vespa that he is five and he's a full-grown man. So nine-year-old Martin... Vespa? Nine-year-old Martin would be 150. So it must be nine months. No, I can't be right either. No, that's, that's not right. Christ. Because in the first scene, he's 11 months old and he acts like a five-year-old and he's super smart. Then we cut to... Yeah, it's like a nine-year-old Martin... Nine-year-old, but he's not actually nine-year-old. Nine advanced aging. Yes, he Martin. looks nine. He's not actually. Gotcha. Nine years old. He gotcha. looks nine years old, which I mean, I obviously don't be so confusing. I didn't tell you that or mention that <laughs> the first time I told you, but that's totally what I meant. So there's like some shots of him as a kid. He's making hats. They look like steampunk glasses and stuff, like these yeah. contraptions, because they're giving this obvious half-fly person whose dad turned into a murderous maniac just access to like all the technology all you can the handle. <laughs> they're like, yo, you they're think like, you could recreate fly-human cloning for us? Yeah, they're like, hey man, uh, you want to like do all this work for us? <laughs> well, you're like a slave here, so <laughs> we keep you in a glass bubble. I always thought the the like extreme aversion to needles or it's not aversion i guess but the thing it showed it it's like aversion. it shows it <laughs> well done Boom. well done it shows it a couple times throughout the movie that that the nurse hates giving him shots because he moves around so much right yeah. like he's like very active he's fly active Oh, that's what it is. I never realized it. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> if he was making noises, that's what he'd be doing. So he's like buzzing around. They're giving him all this technology to play with. He, They give him a computer because, sure, why not? Like this super intelligent kid that's building robot masks when he's 14 months old. They're just like, let's give him a computer, man. And I'm pretty sure it's like AI computer. Well, dude, he, he, like, fucking, at, he like types in questions for it and answers yeah, them. He, like, and he hacks into the system, creates his security code. He goes to he gives himself zone four clearance, which is pretty weak because there's five zones. So Martin, he really could have done better, honestly. But he's pretty smart for an eleven month old child <laughs> hacking computers. But uh, so. He gives himself access to this zone four. He climbs through some ventilation shafts. He makes friends with some flies. <laughs> he does, He sees this dog and tells him he's, he's like petting it's this like dog. It's like a Labrador retriever. Yeah, that they have there that they're obviously like experimenting on or something. And there he's like petting it. 
and he's like he like basically tells the dog like hey man I'm gonna die before you because look at me yeah and you're my best friend now yeah and they become like besties <laughs> in 11 seconds so he walks in the viewing room of the lab a few like I think the next scene is basically like him just like and that's the other thing about this movie like there's just stuff that's like there's no development at all like he finds this dog next scene he's walking up to a laboratory window and watches this dog get teleported in the yeah in the telepods in the brundle pods yeah that brundle had had created in the first movie and uh he just becomes like a creepy horrible dog, dog monster yeah, yeah yeah jumps out bites the guy's fingers off yeah i don't know his name or anything but he just like pops right out yeah man Snap some fingers off. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the gore scenes I forgot about when we were talking earlier. Like, there's like a little like finger bite off scene, which I don't know. None of the scenes are especially exciting when it comes to the the gore factor, but whatever. We'll talk about that. Whatever. We'll talk about my disappointment later. So we cut now to Martin as a five year old. Right? Which now he looks like he's 30. Physically 30. 30-year-old 30 Eric Stoltz. <laughs> His hair is super red. Super parted. <laughs> he's got that sick part going on. Yeah. 90s part or 80s part. Whenever. I don't, even, I don't know if that part was ever in style or ever has been in style. Should bring it back. Early 1800s, maybe. <laughs> uh, so... Basically, Bartok gives him a par- an apartment at this point, right? He Bartok's like, "All right, man, you've deserved some. You you you've deserved some. You deserve a uh, you know a place of your own, somewhere you can like kind of spread your wings, so to speak." That's a terrible joke. I mean, yeah, you're five. Yeah. <laughs> so they go. Uh, they give him this apartment. Bartok takes him and he's like, oh, my son, I love you. You can have this beautiful apartment that we're definitely not monitoring. <laughs> totally. There's for sure not cameras in this place, right? <laughs> so then Bartok's like, by the way, you want to work for me and make want those telepods work? Yeah. So then he offers him a job. So Martin's moving up real quick. I don't know if he's getting paid for this job, but he just went from a slave to a scientist in one scene, basically. So there's a scene of Martin watching some videos of his dad. A quick shot. Oh, that was... Um, I also read... Did you know that? I also read... You literally haven't said anything yet. <laughs> I feel like you can tell what I'm about to say if you just think yeah, about it. Yeah, but nobody it. else can tell that. But so you could, have tell, you could have told the whole thing the, and I would have the, been like, no, nah, man, didn't know great that. Great fact, bro. <laughs> Well, uh, the scenes that it shows here of Jeff Goldblum were deleted scenes from the original fly. Right, yeah, yeah. I actually did know that. You did? There's no way I'm lying right now. No, I, I, I always read the trivia also just to Me pick too. up them little morsels. It's the best things to learn. Dude, I remember I had a job one time. I was drafting for a company, and I literally would go into work every day and get coffee and get on IMDb and just read trivia for every movie. Like, I would go to a movie, and then I'd go to the recommended titles, and would just go to every one of those and read all the trivia for all of them. I just filled my brain with trivia. 
I have three websites I go to. Trivia. Comicbook.com. Mm-hmm. Dark Horizons. And IMDb for trivia. Listen, Garth from Dark Horizons. I love that guy. I love his articles. His hey, Garth. Hit Shout us up. up. Shout out to Garth Franklin. Hit us up. <laughs> Garth, you trying to be on this podcast? <laughs> No, he's not. When I did he's that, not trying. he was like kind of in until right there, and then he was like, "Nah, bro, <clears throat> nope." That dude did the dude bro yell. <laughs> not doing that podcast. So Martin anyway. starts working on the telepods because he watches this video of his dad, and his dad basically like, isn't he talking about like how he changed the world with this technology or something? And it's literally the coolest part of the movie, because in my opinion. Fucking Jeff, Go- it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, and it's like, dude, Ian is just like. It it just seems like that's actually him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just you watch it. You're watching this movie, and then you see these old clips of Brundle, just like talking about Brundle things, <laughs> and it's just like, man, <laughs> all he's so Brundle dead stuff. already. All the Brundle stuff is gone. It's so genuine. Yeah, yeah. But then it goes back to the actual movie you're watching. It's great. Uh. Definitely the fly too. Fly too with Eric Stoltz, not <laughs> Ian Malcolm. Not definitely not the fly starring Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it is for sure not that movie. Anyway, so we go back. He's like, then he gets like this inspiration, I guess, right, from watching his dad. He's like, man, I'm trying to work on those telepods, also. So he begins working on the telepods. So there's like a there's a pretty decent scene here. He's working on the tele- telepods. He's uh, he's trying to make a telephone teleport, right? And it works, and he's like stoked because he's like making progress. He catches a fly uh, because Daphne Zuna goes fly fishing in the office. We're just gonna blast through some of these things because yeah, they're not important. They're literally not important. Uh, so she's like some kind of weird fly scientist. Uh, they hit it off, and so she's not really a fly. I don't think that's it. <laughs> you kept a completely straight was, face when I said I that. I think she was practicing fishing. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Or she was practicing What kind flies. of scientist is she? I Dude, wonder. I just said a fly scientist. Yeah, but she's not that. But what if she is? I don't think so. I don't even know what that's called. Do you know what that's she called? She doesn't have access to Zone 4, and that's where the flies are. Do you know what a fly scientist is? An entomologist is an insect scientist. It's probably flies are probably included. They are insects. Yeah. <clears throat> so insects. <laughs> so they like this is where they meet, right? This is where Beth, which is Daphne Zuniga's character, meets Martin. Uh, they have like a a little. They like hit it off, kind of. And then he's like, "Hey, I'm working on some telepauses." <laughs> <laughs> They're really fucking sweet. You should come look at them. I'm looking them. for some flies. Yeah, so he, he invites her to come check them out. He's like, I'm teleporting like phones and stuff. And my dad did it and melted people's bodies with his saliva. So she's like, yeah, let's go cool. check out. Let's go. Here's my cactus. <laughs> I'm trying to check out them telepods. <laughs> so they go down and they teleport a cactus, right? Her nailed cactus. It. Fucking nailed it. Nailed it. She totally she's totally into it. She's like, I'm trying to fuck this dude now. But she's not she doesn't really like the cactus. No, she's faking. Because like, it yeah. was horrid. It was yeah. like a gnarly cactus. She threw it away. A gnar cactus. Oh yeah, when it came out it was 
fucked up. Yeah, we're like skipping. We're just like, I'm just going I right I mean, it's not really this. important because basically, no. it, like, everybody knows these they, things don't work. They, they telepod the cactus and then she wants to fuck him. Just like you said. I just went into to more cactus talk. Oh, I, yeah, and I actually made a note here that says she teleports a cactus that looks like a pretzel. And it looks like a pretzel. It does. Yeah. Uh, so, she... Wait, then, then she's not impressed with teleportation, though, I put down. Is that true? Yeah, she was just like, well, keep it. Oh, yeah, she was, like, she was like, thanks for she fucking left. up my cactus. Yeah, I loved that cactus. It was a dope-ass cactus. <laughs> so, so she's like... They, like, hit it off, but then they kind of have, like, a, a little tussle right, right away. Right away, they're fighting. I mean, why would you do that to somebody's cactus right away? Oh, I, I mean, I guess if you were a total dick. A total brundlefly. So living things, obviously, are not teleporting. So literally, right. we are exactly where we were when Seth Brundle was working in the telepods. Yes. And we're 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And nothing has happened. Basically, we just know that Seth Brundle's super smart. He Martin. met he met a girl. Oh, I said Seth. Yeah, Martin Brundle's super smart. He met a girl. There you go. Oh, also, he's half fly. We don't know that yet. Yeah, well, it's pretty. I mean, we do. <laughs> so, the scientists are talking about this specimen that's been alive for two years, uh, and Martin goes to investigate, and we find out that it's the dog. They're yeah, like, like, oh yeah, man, this one specimen has been alive for a long time. He's still super fucked up, but he's <laughs> he's still eating food and stuff. And it's the dog. Yeah, and it shows a scene previously. It's just a quick thing that you don't think anything about. But it's a scene where Bartok tells Martin that they quickly put an end to his beloved dog. Right, yeah, yeah. And then he and then later on he he see, he hears about the specimen, and so that's when he investigates. Yeah, yeah. Well, then there's a quick scene of Martin telling Beth, "Stay out of this sector. You no longer have clearance." You like can't get more serious than sector and yeah. clearance. You want you to stay out of this fucking sector. Bitch. Clearance is revoked. If they throw revoked in there, you know it's oh, serious. Revoked. <laughs> no. So they. Then Martin goes to visit his dog bud. At this well, point. he doesn't know, but he goes and 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 yeah. Are you talking about? Wait a second, dude. You just the dog bud, his well, dog buddy. Well, I know who you're talking about. But yeah. did you did you did we explain who the the two year specimen was? Yeah, the dog. Okay, it's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, it is the dog. A horrible, finger-biting, deformed dog. Yeah, he's he's still alive. Bartok's been keeping this dog alive okay. this whole time. I missed that. Well, I mean, I didn't actually explain that part of it. but So Bartok's been keeping this dog alive, I guess, to continue experiments on him and see right. if he's going to be a fly dog or if he's going to be just a, a deformed dog. Totally not fly dog. Yeah, <clears throat> he's just a deformed dog. Lame. He's just a real sad, fucked-up dog. So Martin goes to visit him, and he's obviously upset about it. The dog looks like a Muppet that got pooped on and then ran over by a yeah. tractor. It's like bad. Yeah, he looks terrible. So Martin cuddles his big nasty face. I would never get near it's this It's like thing. real slimy. Yeah, it's gross, man. 
It's like Seth Brundle in the first movie when he's like pulling stuff off and there's like the goop coming off with it. Yeah. That's and just the dog, what that dog's face looks like all the time. <laughs> Brundle goop. Dude, it's real nasty. It's real nasty. So then we cut to Martin uh, decides he's going to teleport himself, right? Yes. Wait. Yes? Mm-hmm. You didn't even mention that he kills the dog. Puts him out of his misery. Oh, yeah. He does do that. Yeah. He puts him out of his misery with whatever. It looks like chloroform, but who knows. Life, man. Yeah. And uh, they see him do it. Yeah. Bartok. And crazy bitch nurse who's always yelling at him for not liking needles. Yeah. But man, why don't you like needles? <laughs> needles are fun. So, then... Martin's trying to teleport himself. Yeah. Honestly, don't remember this part. I don't either. Martin. I just wrote, I just put Bart. Bartok calls Martin out about the dog. Oh, yeah, he does do that. He's like, Martin, did you kill that dog? And my acting's probably better than the actual fucking movie. They could have just, you just dubbed my voice over everyone. You cut out a lot of like useless dialogue and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Martin's like, "Nah, man, wasn't me." And Bartok, he, he's not having it. He knows. He's like, "You killed that dog." And Beth shows up again. Just they have a moment. They apologize. They miss each other because they had this wonderful relationship this wonder, wonderful teleporting relationship yeah for yeah she was like here teleport this cactus oh shit I hate you she it left sucks get out of here and now they're like I miss you <laughs> I miss you that one night was amazing which I understand like falling in love and being like oh man I know from that one date that this is the real deal that's not what happened he teleported a fucking cactus and it was deformed not an ideal first day for a scientist. So check out my science and how bad it is. <laughs> Are you impressed? Anyway. So, Martin wants to show Beth something. He pulls out a cat and teleports it. Oh shit. The cat gets teleported. Gets teleported. <laughs> so, so much build up. Yeah, first thing, first living thing to be teleported other than Humans and dogs. Unsuccessful. Oh, and, and, and monkeys. Yeah, first successful teleportation. With no uh, adverse. adverse side effects. Yeah. yeah. So, Beth, like, asks him how he did it. Like, how did you teleport this creature? And he says something about he paid attention to the beauty of the process instead of absolutes. Then he fucks her. Why not? She falls for his science, dude. Seth. Science works wonders. Do I, do I keep saying Seth? Yes, every time I think. <laughs> Listen, guys, I know that it's Martin Brundle. The only Fly movie for me is The Fly with Seth Brundle in it. We're just trying to pretend that this is that. I know, I keep trying to make it better than it is in my brain, so Seth Brundle just gets thrown in there. So, Martin, Martin Brundle is uh, just basically banging it out with Princess Beth Vespa. Logan. Oh. I mean, Daphne Zuniga. Did Daphne. you say Daphne Zuniga? I said Princess Vespa. I had the headphones on still, so I <laughs> couldn't understand what you actually said. 
Princess Vespa. Okay, so... Pr- <laughs> Princess Vespa. Annun- annunciation. So, she notices after they are banging each other that... Seth has a big gaping syringe wound. It's because the... he won't sit still for shots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's really just fucked himself is what happened. He's got this huge gaping wound. Uh, there's a quick scene of, of Brundle. He's working on a way to make himself normal with some kind of donor DNA. So he's not aging super fast anymore. He can basically live a normal human life. Uh, he pokes his finger down into the giant gaping infected syringe wound on his arm and pulls out what it kind of looks like a spider web i guess like the grossest pus ever yeah it's really nasty it's like gooey and stringy and made me feel sick in a good way gorgab sick gorgab sick yeah uh so his nurse says that he's reached maturity basically and at some point in the near future he's going to become uh, a fly person. Brundlefly. Yeah. He's going to become the newest, latest Brundlefly. Which is what they want. Yeah, I mean, that's what Bartok wants. He wants Martin Brundle to become this superhuman thing because he thinks he can, like, make people immortal or something. Yeah, with I think so. Fly DNA. He's trying to, like, weed out the, the weak human genome. Yeah, it's yeah. For, like, totally. Big pussies. Yeah, and Humans doesn't suck. But doesn't Bartok like want to kill him at this point for some reason? He's trying no. to get rid of him. No, no, no. Bartok, throughout the entire movie, all the way up to the very end, does not want him to be killed. Okay. So, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just making that shit up, man? <laughs> so, uh, basically, what happens is Seth gets taken away. Uh, security kicks Beth out, and she's transferred across town to a different facility. On days, which is what she wants. She yeah, and nights. yeah, they're like, "But you're on days now," and she's trying to find what find out what's going on with Martin. She's trying to find him, and uh, there's like some a montage style scene. They're trying to contact each other. Martin straight up sciences away to call her. I don't remember what he does. I don't know either. He just somehow like hacks into their phone system and, and gives her the old dial. <laughs> gives her the old science dial. Yeah, gives her the old science dial. It was like a Hannibal Lecter type thing. Remember when Hannibal Lecter like just like... The toilet, and he's like talking he's to the, the rotary phone, phone and he like hacks the rotary phone to call uh, that secretary to get Will Graham's address. Um, no, I thought you were talking about whenever the uh, Red Dragon talked to him through the toilet paper. In that doesn't that happen? Yeah, that's in Red Dragon. Yeah, different movies but entirely. No, it's Same. also in Red Dragon. Both things are in Red Dragon. Ah, uh, yeah, why'd you he, say no? That's because he's in getting Red Will Dragon. Graham's address, which Will Graham's Edward from what? Dra- <laughs> from what? Wed- I just said Wed Dragon. <laughs> Some movie about the dragons that marry each other. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Oh boy. So, uh. Basically, now, Beth... So, we found out earlier, we didn't cover this, Bartok has been filming... I mean, we knew this was happening, but he's filming Martin's apartment, and they're fucking... But wait, this, I thought this it. was when we figured that out. That's what because, I said. That's what I said. I said earlier oh, in the movie, oh, it shows... Ew. You know it's happening, but oh. they find out right now. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right, yeah. The security so, guard hands her the tape, and she watches it. Yeah. Whenever he's like, you're transferred across town. Yeah, he's like, also, watch this porno tape of you yeah. that our boss recorded. And he's like, I'm pretty sure out of nowhere, he just, like, calls her a fucking bitch or something. There's, like, almost no cussing oh, in this yeah, entire movie. Yeah. And then he just drops a bomb yeah, he's out of like, nowhere. Take this videotape and watch it, bitch. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's just no need for it. The main security guard's a total cockbag anyway through the entire movie. So, uh, Martin, when, when, when Beth tells Martin about this and they, uh, he freaks out and he like tears up his entire apartment and then he finds some camis. In the speakers. In the surround sound. Yeah. He's, he's pissed about this whole situation. You know, Beth being taken away and, you know... He's being filmed to have sex with Beth, which is weird. What's weird? That he had sex with Beth or that he is mad about being filmed? Because he's only filmed, five. No, just being filmed while having sex with someone. Oh. Without your knowledge. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they call the security guys... <laughs> I keep forgetting what I'm going to say, man. So... There's just some random scenes that happen here, man. I mean, I don't think any of them really matter, do they? Martin and Beth escape together. Yeah, they get out. Uh, Martin does some, like, crazy fly agility stuff. Like yeah, jumping yeah. off it's onto like high Hulk, things. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, landing onto low things like yeah. a fly. Just, like, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, so they they escape together at this point because you know they're in love because one time because you know they're in he love. teleported her cactus. <laughs> one That'll time, do it if nothing it else. was like love it for that's what she's gonna tell her grandkids one day. She's gonna be like they're gonna be like how did you and grandpa meet? And she's gonna be like well he teleported my cactus and it looked like a pretzel <laughs> and I was I knew he was Smitten. the one <laughs> he was the one. <laughs> so they they escape together and it basically cuts to them on a boat together houseboat because that's where she lives yeah she lives, she on, lives a on a houseboat for and, some reason yeah and he she wakes up and looks over at him and he looks like and <laughs> my note here i wrote he has he looks like an acne ridden acne man <laughs> with high cheekbones <laughs> like his face is just like all nasty looking all of a sudden and then they or she's like oh we gotta get help so she goes to Boren's house, the dude from the the mm-hmm. first movie, right? They ask him for help. At this point, Martin looks even worse. His skin looks like an old <laughs> ball sack. Balls. And uh, but Boren's they're like, like tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. He pulled tight over some bones. So they go to Boren's house, and he wants to know about Martin's asking Boren about the cure for, you know, he was like, my dad was working on a cure. Basically, I need to know about it. And Boren's like. Whatever, I'm not telling you shit. I don't really know shit anyway. He melted off two of my appendages. Yeah, he melted off my hand and my foot. So, <laughs> and, and he stole my lady away. So, <laughs> he's like not having it. Borens makes some fly jokes. He actually says he bugged me, talking about Seth Brundle at one point. Clever son of a bitch. So anyway, Boren ends up helping him basically at this point because he's like, here, take my keys, take my car. They're going to be looking for your vehicle. And... Get out of here. Leave me alone. Right. And he's drinking the whole time, so he's obviously not dealing with things very well. I wouldn't either. Yeah, no. Mm. I feel like that's I'd justified. Probably, I'd probably KMS, dude. I don't know what that means. K- 
kill myself. Oh, wait a second. Myself is one word. Why did it be MS? But who cares? <laughs> so, there's a manhunt going on, right? They're, they're right. looking for Martin. There's this big manhunt happening. They go to a hotel. They're staying there. Uh, Martin just runs away at one point. Yeah, she wants to rent the room with cash, no yeah. names, and... Uh, on the TV, right behind the hotel manager, or whatever is is a you know news bulletin about a manhunt. So she plays it off. She writes her name down as not her name, whatever she writes, and then she goes outside. And Martin is running uphill through the tall weeds. Yeah, he's just running away from. He's her. just leaving. Yeah, so she catches up with him, and he looks even worse than he did before. Now he looks like it's like Clint Eastwood's skin on Martin Short's face. Is what yeah. he looks like. Yeah. Not bad. So imagine that. Imagine that you'll understand. <laughs> like a young Martin Short. Clint Eastwood's it skin matter, now on a think. young. Yeah. Oh, it matters. But if, if Martin if, Short looks pretty similar though, right? Yeah. He's not as saggy as Clint Eastwood is. Totally. Yeah. He's also not as old as Clint Eastwood, so that doesn't help him at all. Uh, Beth takes a nap and wakes up, and Martin. Now is looking like Malcolm McDowell with Clint Eastwood's skin on his face. Mm. Uh, then he just wakes up and he's like, let me show you something, and pulls his eyeball. It was his contact lens. Oh, and then under it, he's got these perfect fly eyes. No, I don't think it was really his contact thing. lens. Oh, I, I thought you were being serious. I mean, like his special effect contact lens for the movie. Oh, yeah, so it's like this, and it goos out of his face, kind of like the same way... Uh, he gooed earlier. The dog's face gooed. Yeah. His face gooed. It's more goo than gore in this yeah. movie. Yeah, there's a lot of goo. Uh, so Beth calls Bartok at this point. She's like, he's like fucking dying. Yeah. Bartok shows up with his people, and Martin has... He's like half cocoon. I feel like I still, miss, I still say Seth every once in a while. You haven't in a little while. I hope Seth Points isn't listening to this and thinks I'm talking about him. You probably are. <laughs> I don't even know him, but I feel who, like you must be. Who is that guy? That's all. That's all that's on my mind is at Seth points. <laughs> it's not. It's, he's never on my mind. I don't even like that guy. I'm not gonna make jokes about hating him because I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> so they take they take Martin back to the lab. Uh, he's full cocoon now. Yeah. And like Bartok stoked about him hatching because basically since Martin's been a kid, Bartok's been all about raising this kid to full fly fruition and using his body for experiments. Even though he let the kid call him dad and told him he loved him. So this dude's actually pretty fucked up if you think about it. Oh yeah. Uh, Beth gets, he has to go through a decontamination process cause she was with him. Uh, then basically we get to the final act of the movie, man. I mean, he, Martin finally hatches out, becomes Fly. His Brundlefly. Cocoon. Yeah, and he's like a he is like Brundlefly, but the design is fucking terrible. It sucks. It looks stupid. First of all, why does he have lizard eyes? Also, why does he have giant fangs like a like a fly all over his face? Yes, except flies don't really have fangs at all. <laughs> so, why does he have any? Do flies have giant mandibles like that? No. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's supposed to be, like, because it was part human, part fly, but it still makes zero sense if you think about it. He has, like, 
the joints in his leg of a like a dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a like quadruped mammal. It's like the arrival with Charlie Sheen. Oh my god, the reverse knee. Just popping them knees backwards and running away. Oh my god. So that's what he walks Sorry. like, and he—I don't know, man. It's just—it's too monstery for me. Like I know that the, it was a monster in the original one, but it, it was still like, like it a was fly monster. Yeah, they played it as like a tragic, like this this man and fly mutation was hurting. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. He wanted to die. He didn't want to be like this anymore. Yeah. In this one, he's just like, oh shit, I'm going to fly now. Let me murder Kill fucking everyone. everyone. <laughs> I'm about to go murder this whole science lab. <laughs> Every scientist better watch out. You know, like, and, I mean, so he he kills the lady scientist that's been the needle one. giving him needles since he was a kid. Giving him needles. Giving him needles. Uh, then dude scientist walks in who's always kind of been there in the background through the whole movie. Like he kind was like of a side on his character. side, but kind of not. Kind of on yeah. He nurse he was, ratchet side. Yeah, <laughs> he was buddies with the lady scientist. Uh, he comes in, finds the hatched egg. He sees a puddle of blood on the floor, and lady scientist is super dead. Uh, so basically, this whole thing boils down to Bartok wants the secret code, the magic word, as he keeps calling it from Martin to make the telepods work because now Martin's a giant fly running around and Bartok wants to continue teleporting stuff and he doesn't have the password to make it happen right so basically the security team all gets killed by Martin uh, there's a cool scene one of my favorite scenes in the movie the only favorite scene in the movie the face melt scene whose face melts I couldn't remember it's just a random security guard it's one of the security guard it guys. is yeah Okay. He comes out and he's like looking around for Martin. He's like, man, and he was just here. <laughs> hey, I lost him. And they're like, he's like, hasn't even looked around the room yet. He's like, well, he's not out here, guys. He's he definitely not a fly guy that might be not on the floor. Yeah, he might be. On, I mean, yeah, he doesn't even think about looking in the ceiling. <laughs> and Martin's right behind him up in the ceiling. He jumps down and sprays venom saliva acid saliva in his face I love some good face melting scenes dude like poltergeist yeah this was a good one yeah. right so yeah his face like bubbles and gets nasty looking and then all of a sudden his skin just sloughs off of his face dude and it's awesome I yeah, love super good sloughing scene. yeah I love a good sloughing skin scene it is it's great man it's awesome it is it is it's a, it is a good sloughing so after uh this was the first like really good gore scene in the entire movie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was it. I think the only thing before that, that was the f- the finger chomping by the goo dog. Yeah, there was just a lot of a, a stringy goo yeah. going on, and that was about it at that point. So, uh, Martin kills some security guys. He jumps in to the lab now at this point he's locked the lab down right he's like hacked right. in and he's like locked the whole fucking thing down like nobody's escaping this lab and there's Bartok in there and Beth they're the only ones left in there I think I think so no well, no no there's some security guys in there because, because he comes busting yes. down through the ceiling after he's locked everybody in there and grabs a security guy and throws him into the elevator to the the. it's like a shit. lift it's not a, yeah it's not a, you wouldn't call it an elevator it's just like a lift. Because he doesn't throw yeah, him into yeah. the elevator shaft, he just throws him under the elevator. Yeah, yeah. It's just like in the room. And he like tries to crawl out, and then he's like, well, I'm right on the edge. I can put my face over this 
fucking ledge where this elevator is about to crush it, or I could just stay where I'm at and just die. But he like just puts his he like lays it down right where the elevator's coming down I and mean, it just explodes his head. Maybe he was trying to kill himself faster. If you really think about it, you know what's going down. I mean, if you know what's going down, you're about to die either way, and it's like it's not gonna hurt a lot either no, way. No. You might want to go out the cool way. Head smash? Head smash. Head explosion. Yeah, just like I actually read that they tried to give this movie an NC seventeen rating solely because of this scene. Oh, dude! And, and then um, that's crazy to me. And yeah, right? Because and, and I saw this before. Or I read this before I saw the scene, and I was expecting this just ungodly, horrible thing. And it was cool. It's totally cool. You know, it's like a head exploding, like a yeah. It reminds me of a an intruder. There's a cool scene of a. <clears throat> somebody getting their head crushed with a, a like a trash compactor like a cardboard box compactor oh yeah and it's cool but I mean it wasn't anything like over the top crazy yeah. gory or anything pretty and it fast. was really quick it was like a half second of his head popping and that was about it so gore scene number two for this whole movie <laughs> I mean you, you already know that puts my gore rating my gore At section of the stab rating pretty low but anyway so he kills another security guard uh these dumb security guys just like keep looking for him even though he's killing everyone let's keep not looking up as well yeah. it's like every one of them dies because they won't look you they're know, literally like looking down below staircases and stuff yeah. like he's just like hiding below one instead of crawling in the <laughs> air ducts or the goddamn <laughs> ceiling there's just no no good decisions in this movie <laughs> at all and nobody's likable man I didn't give a fuck about their relationship, Martin no. and Martin and Beth's relationship. I, I didn't give I a fuck about Martin. Bartok was just like, he wasn't even a good villain. You know, he just like showed up a few times to be like, yep, yeah, keep him alive. And that was, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was all there was to it, basically. So he basically kills everyone that's in the room. A couple of security guys, crushes one's head. Uh, then he grabs Bartok and takes him over to a computer and he types in makes him uses yeah. his hand to type in the magic word to make the telepods work it's not abracadabra like you might have thought if we had told <laughs> you that part of the story it's dad it's dad so he dad is the magic word that Bartok's needed this entire time which is now, ironic go ahead because he kept calling himself his dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, what I was going to say was we didn't mention it earlier, but whenever um, we talked about Martin doing the uh, running the simulations or whatever, trying to figure out a cure uh, with donor DNA, you did bring up the donor DNA. We never said that the only reason he never did it is because it said the donor would not survive. Yeah, yeah. It said the donor was not compatible. Donor was not compatible. It would make him okay. But he would have the- to kill somebody. Yes. yes. Okay. And there's also a conversation between him and Beth at one point where he's like, "I'm not going to do that because that would mean somebody would have to die for yeah. me to live, basically." Mm-hmm. So. So then we. Yeah. So now he <laughs> makes Bartok enter the code. He grabs his hand, and puts Dad into the computer. It kicks on the telepods. He drags Bartok into the telepod with him. 
and tells Beth to, like, with Bartok's hand, he's, like, motioning to her to push the button to start the teleportation sequence, right? Yeah. She t- he talks her into it. She does it. it Bartok's teleport- a douche, though. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't really take a lot of like, convincing. Dude, literally anyone else could have died, and I would have been like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I literally don't care about anyone in this movie at She could have just crawled in with him and, and, and you know... She could have been the one that died. Like, the only other main character. It's funny because I totally see why Gina Davis was like, nah. Yeah. Not even for for a goddamn 45 seconds. She read this script and she was like, I'm in this for a one minute total. And the entire rest of this movie sucks balls, so I'm not going to be in it. And she was right, dude. There's no character development. Well, that's what I mean earlier when I said an actress of her caliber. Yeah. Like, it's important to her. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So, yeah, I mean, it's, there's just, it's just, you don't care about any of the characters, and I mean, that's the most important thing, man. And so at this point, they teleport together, right? Bartok and Martin. Bartok and Martin. Mm-hmm. The telepod opens up, and this big, creepy slug monster thing falls out of it. He's crawling out. It's like similar to the dog, you know. It's like yeah, a horrible think, mixture of shit. Yeah, you think that they've like mixed each other together, like they've mixed into this nasty human centipede, kind of like cat dog. Yeah, it's kind they're of like yeah. mixed. Or they're like combined, but like dude, it's there's like, arms and a head at one end, and arms and a head at the dude, other end. And their body horror version of cat dog. Yeah. Holy shit! I just we cracked the code. <laughs> Chris Wallace was a was a cat dog fanatic. He probably created cat dog years later. He was like, man, that was a really good idea. So they crawl out, and it's like, yeah, it's like a head at each end, and the one on the front has an actual human foot and calf muscle for some reason. It's like they couldn't finish the makeup. It was just like, yeah, just keep his foot hanging out. (laughs) Well, I mean, it kind of goes. It's supposed to be just like a mashup. Nobody knows what these teleportation things actually do to people. These ain't real life. So, Beth runs over there, and she notices that Martin is at the other end of Bartok, hanging there. Decides to rip open the cocoon. the flesh. And Martin's like, it's me. I'm okay. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing weird about what's going on right now. <laughs> oh. I'm a totally normal human at this point. And... Dude, I mean, that's pretty much the movie, right? There's, I mean, there's a scene, like, Martin's like, yeah, I'm alive, and I'm normal now, but Bartok's this slug monster. They call it the Bartok Beast in yeah. the stuff I read. Well, and they, the movie ends, basically, with Bartok crawling out of, like, this grate out into the middle of this thing, and it's where they had the dog yeah, at the beginning Martin's- of the movie. Martin's dog. Martin's dog. Yeah, they got deformed. This sad little concrete like <laughs> sewer area. It's like they look through the grating in the floor to look at it, and it crawls out into the hay. Yeah, out of this yeah. little tunnel and eats its food. And it's got this That's weird eye. That thing kind of creeped me out. Like it was, it was creepy. Like the its face and like because it had like one kind of normal human yeah. looking eye, and the other one was this weird nasty eye. It's a good like def- deformation. Yeah, and it had this. Horror is cool. Is it had the mandible, cool. but it was like pointing up and like out of place. Like so, he was just this horrible, deformed creature. So, 
movie ends. I guess Bartok and Bartok. I guess Martin and Beth made it out a okay. You would think that Martin might go to jail for all the countless murders that he committed throughout the movie, but we never know. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it was... Ambiguity. He would have been like, listen, man, I was a fly. I was a fly, bro. <laughs> I got turned into a fly, man. Don't worry about the fact that I could think enough to type in dad and drag him into the... And pet my dog. And pet my or dog. No, he runs... It, so I forgot about that scene. He runs into this Rottweiler running through the laboratory that's trying to, like, hunt him down, basically. And he just walks up to it and starts petting its head as this giant fly. Flies love dogs. <laughs> Sounds like man, a good movie. Man. So, There's so much depth. Man, I don't know, dude. I, I, We've already said multiple times that this movie sucks. And I just... To me, there's nothing redeeming about this movie. So let's let's just cut to the chase. Yeah, let's yeah. Give me the old stabber, the old stabber, the stab rating. I mean, you shouldn't even have to think about this. I know what I'm giving it. I'll give it a one. One. I'm gonna do a half and half. Wow. That's yeah. the lowest score ever given out on Gorgon. Well, the thing was, this is the first one. I've only been on the show for three or four episodes now, but this is the only one that, like, 20, 30 minutes into it, I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I almost stopped it and just read, a, like, a, a spoiler-filled review. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't. And Powered through. So the enjoyability was very low. Dude, yeah, it's and not enjoyable. The gore, I mean, there was like so little gore. I don't consider the 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 deformed, gooey monsters gore because no, there was it's not. No, I mean, there was no blood or or entrails or anything like that. Which is which the goo. original the original fly was a lot of gooey stuff too, but it wasn't like. It was a good fucking movie. Yeah, it was also you got to redeem yourself somewhere. Like you this said, movie doesn't. Yeah, the but it was <laughs> Brundlefly was different in the original. He wasn't yeah. like a mo- like you said. It was tragic. He wasn't a monster. Like he had big fangs for whatever the fuck reason that was necessary. Well, yeah, you're basically like this dude's you a know, piece of shit too. Because yeah, he killed like the people that treated him like shit, but then they were also just like some security dudes doing their job that yeah. got fucking their heads crushed and yeah. thrown against doors and dead. Deaded. The so, got deaded. So you okay. go. All right, well, I, I think that I don't think I'll go that low. I think I'll go a two. I think I'll do a one enjoyability, one gore. Uh, I mean, I know that there wasn't, there, there weren't many gore scenes in the movie. The special effects weren't terrible, though, except for the Martin Fly special effect. True. The gore scenes were good. The cocoon thing was gross and creepy, and him inside of it was gross and creepy. The there dog was one, thing was gross. There was one. I thought there was one cool little clip where it showed his face inside of the cocoon. And yeah, that he was almost pretty looked, cool. He almost looking. looked like a baby. Like he was yeah. being re- literally reborn. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty neat looking. I like that. Yeah. So I mean, special effects weren't terrible, and I mean, this director was a special effects guy. I mean, that's what he did before he directed this movie. You know, so I think that that comes through. Uh, the story's fucking stupid though, and 
like I've said multiple times, the characters are unlikable as fuck. There's nobody in this movie that I was like rooting for. Like right. you gotta have that person. Like even in those movies where you've got like a vigilante or or an antihero, there's something about them tragic that has to make you empathize with them. Or... Yeah, and, and I mean. What was Martin's thing? His fucking dog got killed, and he turned into a murderous fly man? I mean, I know he was held captive in this facility, but he didn't know anything other than that. Man, I... I don't know. We're going to get into some deep stuff when we start talking about this, because now that I'm saying it, I'm like, wait a minute, but... (laughs) So we we give it a one and a two. One and a two. Not good. Not great. No, I would recommend this movie. Uh, I like to always try to do stuff that I can recommend after even if I don't give it a great score just because there's something about it that's yeah. redeeming in some way in this movie there's nothing I really didn't like it not a fan nope agreed so, yeah so that's gonna do it for this episode of Gore Gab uh, check us out in two weeks on our next episode we'll be right around the old first of the month and uh, I am Uncle Pony Boy. I am Matt. Matthew. Matthew? Goes Matt, either Matthew. way. Man, that was so awkward. I was like, and I... Because <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say. I don't think it was as awkward as you sat, You think it was. Damn it. So I made it more now awkward. Now it by is. <laughs> oh, now it's super awkward. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Gorgab Podcast. You can email us at gorgab1985 at gmail.com. Give us some horror movie recommendations. Nobody ever has, but it's fine though. I have, <laughs> I have a million that I can watch at any moment. We don't so need you. I really don't need you at all. So check us out next time. I am Uncle Pony Boy signing my letter to end this episode. Are you saying something? Light us. <laughs>